awesome with Allison and Eric too. Yay. Hi. <laughs> I'm Allison and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I am here in the dark moody space cave of Pleasant Pictures Studio with the one, the only, my sexy lover of a man. Is this a new season? Mr. Eric Robertson. It is a new season. This is season two. But I'm still going to talk about how sexy you are. Were you hoping that in a new season I wouldn't talk about how sexy you are? A man can hope. Uh, but since season one, you've gotten a sexy new accessory. <laughs> what is it? I really don't know. Are you s- oh, my dog. No, not what? your dog, your glasses. Oh. We did get a dog. <laughs> yeah, I have glasses now. So anyway, season two, here we go. We want to welcome you to season two. And thank you to those of you who have listened to the podcast before, who have left us reviews on iTunes. And especially thank you to those of you who have been so kind and so sweet and been saying, Hey, are you ever going to do a podcast? Are you ever going to do another podcast? And the answer is yes. We're back. We're doing it. And this is a special episode. It is episode number 40. And it is, I got hit by a car, part one. (laughs) It's not funny that I got hit by a car. It's just always funny when I say it because it sounds so dramatic. And I'm calling this part one because I have so much more insight and lessons and different things that I want to share that I've learned from this incident of being hit by the car. It is exactly two months to the day today that I was hit by a car while jogging. This is interesting. We actually, three weeks after being hit by the car, I sat down with Eric to record a podcast episode, you know, to get the podcast back on track, sat down, made an hour-long podcast, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, I mean, we did the podcast. Eric spent hours editing it. I did not sleep the entire night. And there were a couple of different things going on other than me being hit by a car and being in pain and being vulnerable and all of that. There were also some other hard things going on. And I didn't sleep an entire night. It was just a bad, it was a bad situation. And I realized that I just wasn't in an emotionally secure and sound place where I could put this very vulnerable story that is very dear and close to me and really opens me up. I was not in a place where I could share that. And so anyway, I'm so glad that I waited until I feel stronger and I'm feeling better. And it's been exactly two months and I'm totally okay sharing this now. And I'm so excited to share it. I'm also really, really excited to be able to get back to doing the work that I love and the thing that I'm most excited about and it is what is sponsoring the episode of this podcast is my Build an Awesome Brand workshop. Last year I did eight Build an Build an Awesome Brand workshops, but this year I will only be doing two. And the upcoming workshop is on March 23rd. I have a brand new allisonsbrandschool.com website and the workshop is all about 
helping people share what they want to share. It's about helping people build and create an authentic brand. What's the point of a brand? I believe that the brand is the personification of your business. Your brand is not your product. Your brand is the way that you interact with people, the way that you talk with people, the touch points that you make. For the last year, I have worked with multi-million dollar corporate branding clients, and I've also worked with hundreds of beginners, people who have a dream and are just getting started. And both types of people attend the Build an Awesome Brand workshop and both have let me know, sent me in the reviews that they are making huge changes in their business. Photographers who want to take their business to the next level, shop owners who want to go from $1,000 in sales a month to tens of thousands of dollars in sales a month. The Build an Awesome Brand workshop is all about helping you identify your unique strengths, your emotional, philosophical, and psychological driving forces. And I have a whole system in place to help you define those because you know when something is close to you and you're passionate about it, just like me sharing this experience of being hit by a car, right? That it is vulnerable and it is hard. And so for a a good eight or nine years, I really, really knew firsthand that turmoil of letting your business run your life instead of you running your business. And I just could not be more excited about the Build an Awesome Brand Workshop. It's going to be in Linden, Utah. It's just a little bit south of Salt Lake, north of Provo. And we have people who fly in from all over the country. And I would love to have you there if you are ready to take your dream and take where you are to the next level. And like I said, we have both beginners and multi-million dollar business owners who have attended and attend this workshop and both have found clarity and results. And what it's going to do is it's going to help you ignite your passion. So thank you so much for letting me talk to you about the Build an Awesome Brand Workshop and about allisonsbrandschool.com where you can check out all of the info. And now we're going to share this episode. We're even going to keep the intro that I recorded because I want you to hear the difference in my voice. I want you to hear where I was three weeks after being hit by a car. And again, I am so grateful that we recorded this when all of the details were so fresh and I was learning so many unique things because I don't know if I really would have been able to remember them as clearly. So I I'm so happy to share this with you. It is really personal, and I want you to know if you are new to the podcast, this is your first episode. This is atypical. The episodes are not usually quite this long. We usually have some fun segments, and then we discuss a topic. So I want you to know this is a little bit different, and we also have some music throughout the episode from Pleasant Pictures Music Club. We'll talk a little bit more about that, but now I just, gosh, I... I want to thank you so much for being here. I want to thank you for your love and support through what has been an incredibly hard time. And now I'm going to share with you the story of me getting hit by a car. Welcome to Awesome with Allison and Eric too. I'm Allison and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. Here's why I'm crying. I got hit by a car. (laughs) So this this is what we're doing with this episode. I was hit while jogging by a car three weeks ago today actually yeah five days before christmas five days before christmas so december 20th and i am still 
pretty injured. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people want to know what happened, and it's well, really hard for you to answer that to everyone. And beside that, it's hard for me to think clearly. Yeah. I'm on painkillers, mm-hmm. full disclosure, guys. Hence, also, I think the crying. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just hard to focus. That has been frustrating for me. <laughs> <laughs> understatement of the year (laughs) literally that has been frustrating and hard there's been a lot of frustrating things but there's been so many amazing things so here's what I thought we would do with this episode I just feel like I'm learning so much and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be learning so much and I'm I'm so grateful to be alive I'm so grateful to be able to talk I'm so grateful that even though I feel a little spacey and I can't think super clear I remember my kids I remember my husband I didn't lose my memory i mean lots of people who get by hit by cars die Mm -hmm. and i wasn't tapped i was hit yeah i was hit you Um, you broke a few bones i broke bones it hurt and it hurts (laughs) if you follow me on instagram the allison show i laugh about it because it's shocking and it's traumatic but i just want to be really really clear we're gonna get started and i and i do take a light-hearted approach with a lot of things i want to be freaking clear. I know how lucky I am and I'm grateful and I don't not take it seriously just because I'm laughing. Yeah. I know people die who get hit by cars and you might know someone who died. I'm so sorry for your loss. I don't want it to come across insensitive or callous. It's my experience and that's all I have. That's it. It's been really hard and it's also been really awesome. So I feel like when you look at people on social media and you see people and you're like, wow, look, she's laughing and and having fun and... (laughs) I try to be really transparent and show not just the happy, but the hard, but it's hard sharing difficult because sometimes you want to share that you're having a difficult time, but then you don't want to manage all of the well-wishing or the advice that comes at you. Yeah, I don't want to seem ungrateful for the well-wishing and the advice that comes, but sometimes when you're truly in a place of pain and trauma, you're not emotionally able to think and reach out. Well, it's, it's heavy. It's a burden. It's a blessing and a burden and sometimes you can't take it. I'm not in quite the emotional state to live up to what I believe my standards for social behavior are, (laughs) (laughs) which is, and and I'm going to talk about it. So we'll, we'll get into it, but I just want to say I joke, I laugh, I'm having fun because I'm grateful to be alive, but also, yeah, I know how lucky I am, guys. I know. I can talk. I have my children and I'm grateful to God every single day that I was hit, not somebody I know and love. I would take the hit a hundred times again and again. So I woke up on Wednesday morning. I had a really big meeting at noon. I was feeling a little anxious and holiday stress, right? And I had all these things I was trying to do and I thought, I'm going to go running and then I'm going to bake cookies finish these cookies I had started baking and then I was going to go to my big meeting. So this was my plan. So I go running and I did one of my gratitude practices because I just knew that it was the best thing I could do to help me center myself. I want to share every part of this. I I try not to get too spiritual on the podcast because we're different religions. We have different beliefs in God. And my goal with the podcast is wherever you're at, I want this to be a a place where you feel good. But also I, I believe in God and I pray and that's a big part of who I am. And so I share this, you know, to share 
share the full picture, I am the most careful runner. I have run marathons in my, you know, years ago, but I run a lot. I always make eye contact with drivers to make sure they see me. If I'm texting or on my phone, I usually stop. Like I pull over like I'm driving, like I stop and go to the side of the road so I'm not like walking around absentmindedly. I really am a super cautious runner and I always run uh, how you're supposed to when you're running, which FYI is against traffic. Mm-hmm. When you're on a bike, you're supposed to go with traffic, but when you're running, you need to be running against traffic. So I'm a very cautious runner. And another thing that I do when I'm running is I always pray about which direction I head when I start my run because I always feel like it's important. I just want to be safe when I'm running. And the day that I went out to run on the 20th, I had started turning right, which takes me towards this certain park. I had missed the road where I usually take this shortcut. It was this whole thing. So I just remember so distinctly and so specifically deciding to turn left. And I do this quick prayer check and I felt fine. So I'm running. Here's another really crazy. There's just so many crazy things. Okay. So I'm running and I did my gratitude practice. And during that, I started thinking about episode 39, which we had just done. And I wanted to promote episode 39. So I stopped and sat on the side of the road for a minute and wrote thoughts about forgiveness. And that's what episode 39 is all about. How do you forgive someone when you don't receive an apology? What does forgiveness really mean? So I had just finished doing that and I had my phone in my in my back pocket and I was continuing to run and I was running back towards the house. The driver came. How do you explain that? You run a big like kind of a bigger road. Not it's a, a big road. No, yeah, a it's, busy road. It's a busy Two road. Two-lane, but busy road. But I was in the shoulder. Yeah, you're in the it's shoulder. It's a wide road. It's not a narrow road. Yeah. And she came down the road and kind of treated it like a yield sign. She looked mm-hmm. to she was gonna turn right and yeah. she looked to her left and saw no cars were going the way she was going, so she proceeded through the stop sign. Yeah, so she was coming down a hill and looking the other way. She wasn't on her phone, she wasn't being irresponsible. She did what any human would do. What we've all done. What we've all done a million times. And she just took the corner. There was Allison. And took me out. <laughs> She took the corner and took me out. Here are the frustrating and not frustrating things about that. There's nothing I could have done. Uh, It was a blind corner. It's It's a blind corner. It's not perpendicular. It doesn't go straight in. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of slanted. So when you come around the corner, there's a hill. So as the person on foot, I can't physically see the car until it has actually turned the corner. So it wasn't even something like I, I didn't stop and pause and look or I could have been more careful or if only I had just been paying attention there was nothing I could have done this was meant to happen to what you're saying well I'm I'm just no what I'm saying is I want to take the blame for everything yeah I typically will take the blame if I can ever take the blame right because I want to feel like I have control over everything okay which is a problem yeah and so I'll take blame because if I take blame it means I have control and I can fix it and do better next time and I'm sharing these facts and I'm sharing these details not to draw out the story and you're like holy crap just get to the point Um, but because I really they all really mean a lot to me and have taught me individual lessons and the first lesson is I prayed to know which way to go and I did everything I could to be safe and I still got hit by a car and that is life 
that is life. And you just don't get to control the hits. And I just want to believe so badly that I can or that if I'm just good enough and I love enough and I have good intentions enough or if I'm close enough to God and whatever, whatever it is for you, that I can control it and I can stop the bad things from happening or it can be my fault and I can fix it. There is nothing I could have done other than not go out for a run. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I don't regret going out for a run. And here's what I love about this even more is I was doing something I love and I don't regret doing something I love even though it took me out. And I feel the same way about this podcast. I feel the same way about my Instagram. I feel the same way about all of the work I'm doing. I sustained some pretty tough hits from comments. And if you put yourself out there, you're going to sustain some hits. If you go out for a run, if you do what you love, you're going to sustain some hits. And I don't say that to depress everybody. (laughs) It's just for me, it's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not, I'm not bad. I can't fix it. It's just, that's just how life is. And so there's just so many important lessons for me. So here's what happens. I remember being hit by the car. I saw the car as it hit me. I don't remember exactly how I fell or exactly how I landed. I just remember the impact of a green car taking me out. That's traumatic because you're like this body and something can hurt you so bad. (laughs) And it makes you feel small and it makes you feel weak. Yeah, it's just weird to know what it feels like to be hit by a car. And I'm sure some of you listening know what it feels like. And it's just hard to describe. Yeah. So I get hit. I think I landed on the shoulder where the broken ribs are. Yeah, probably. That makes sense to me. But like, I don't remember. So what happened is I my head split open. So it's by my eyebrow. And I landed kind of like on my shoulder. It ended up breaking two ribs but it's confusing because when you think of ribs you think of like your chest or your stomach Mm -hmm. but the ribs are actually up by my shoulder on my back yeah the high up ones i didn't know that we had ribs there (laughs) (laughs) which it hurts to laugh like that okay so i didn't know we had ribs there and then a vertebrae in my neck so again so three you broke three bones i broke three bones and then also so i hit by my eyebrow so that's on the right side of my body. And what I remember is being on the left side of my body. On the ground, you mean? On the ground. I was laying on the left side of my body. So I was laying on my arm and I had scuffed up my knees a little bit. I mean, everything hurt. I was hit by a car. Everything hurt. And I was laying on the ground. And because I, my head on the right side had been split open, the blood was just pouring down over my face onto the ground. Mm-hmm. So all I remember is, I think I swore because I only remember that I swore because I apologized to the girl who hit me. I remember saying, I'm so sorry I said the F word. (laughs) That's all I, that's the first thing I remember saying was apologizing for swearing. She got out of her car, she was in shock. I couldn't really see her because I was laying on the ground bleeding and I didn't lift my head and I couldn't move. And I couldn't move because I was laying on the left side of my body and I couldn't move my right arm at all. Because you'd broken the... Because because I'd broken the ribs. And so that's where the injury is. is It makes it very hard for me to... I I have so much more movement in my neck and arm now than I did three weeks ago. Your right arm was not working well. Yeah, I couldn't move it. It looks like your shoulder. That's like... Yeah. Yeah, that's like where you broke it. Exactly. So the paramedics thought I would probably need to have surgery on my shoulder just based on like the injuries Mm -hmm. like how I was moving my body so I'm right now I don't have to have any surgery we're gonna know more I have an MRI in a couple of days Mm -hmm. but anyway I'm laying on the ground bleeding I'm just watching the blood 
puddle get bigger and bigger. And I'm just like, I can probably still make my meeting. Like that's literally, <laughs> like literally all I'm thinking is, it's not that, I mean, it's like a fair amount of blood, but it's like not so much blood. It's a head wound. They just bleed a lot. Yeah, this this is this is where my brain is at. But I'm also, I'm in shock, obviously. She's in shock, I'm in shock. So she comes over, bless her heart. She just is in shock. The problem is, is that my AirPods are still in my ears. Blasting. Blasting. I don't remember what song. All I remember is I didn't like the song and I had wished that I had changed it. And so that's, it's just blasting. And so like, I can't, if she's talking, I don't know she's talking. I don't think she's talking. My phone was in my back zipper pocket of my bioskin tights, which I love. <laughs> my favorite, wearing all my favorite running clothes. And I couldn't get my phone and I couldn't move my arms, so I couldn't take my AirPods out. So the first thing I think is we need to call Eric. And that's the only thing I want to do is I want to call Eric. I think what had happened is the driver was in shock and had left her phone in her car. And so I think she just didn't want to leave me laying on the side. I can only imagine what she she's thinking yeah. right I'm bleeding out on the road so I'm trying to make her feel okay I'm also in shock I'm bleeding and it hurts and so I just start saying get my phone because I wanted to call Eric is this before or after the airpods no it's before the airpods are still on my ears so music is still blasting in my ears the only reason I'm mad at this point is because I feel like I'm project managing me being hit by a car and I just remember feeling like I have to tell everybody what to do at work and everybody what to do at home and now you know what I mean and so that was the only thing I was mad about was that I couldn't get my phone and so she got my phone out and she handed it to me and I my hands were shaking and I couldn't move my arms I didn't realize that my phone was broken because the screen wasn't shattered and it, that makes sense that it's broken because it was in my back and I, I had landed or however it hit really hard. Yeah, we later found out that the sensor that senses your finger, like it looked fine, nothing was cracked, but yeah. it wasn't responsive at all. So you couldn't call, you couldn't open any apps. So I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't open anything. But again, I had just been hit by a car. I'm not thinking clearly. So I thought maybe it was because the Bluetooth with my AirPods. So then I asked her to take my AirPods out and some time in this period where I'm trying to figure out how to call Eric, I can't move my arms. Oh, the poor girl is hoping she didn't kill me probably, right? Some, some girl pulls over. I think she knew the driver and she said, is this real? Is this real? With me, my concern is always that I'm being too dramatic and I'm making too big a deal out of things. And so I have a really bad habit of downplaying severity. This happened during my second pregnancy with Rad, where I would go in and I was honestly so depressed and in such a bad mental place that I was very, very truly suicidal. And I would just joke with the doctor so much that they never got it. I'm dramatic, but then when something's actually dramatic, I don't want to be dramatic about it. So I'm just like, oh, it's fine. I'm, I'm totally fine. Everybody calm down. I'm absolutely fine. I can handle it. I can take care of myself. The only person I wanted was Eric. And so this girl pulls over and she's like, is this real? Is this real? And I immediately am like, of course somebody thinks I'm fake bleeding on the ground. Like, what? how do I have to prove how hurt I am right now? You know? And so I just decided that I didn't have to say anything. 
So anyway, she turns out to be a total boss. She gets out of the car. Between some time of this, I say to the driver, do you have your phone? So she went and got her phone, and I luckily remembered Eric's phone number. I tried to talk to him, but I didn't make any sense. So she, right? Yeah, I didn't get anything from Yeah, so she told Eric where we were, which was really close to the house, like a few minutes away. Yeah, a mile away. Um, but we didn't have a babysitter. She was on her way. So Eric hopped in the car really quickly and this other girl pulled over. Her name was Andy. And she was amazing because even after being hit by a car, I'm very convincing and very bossy. And I said, we don't need to call an ambulance. We don't need to call, just just my husband's coming. We don't need to call anyone. And she just said, she was so great because she wasn't meanwhile mind you i can't move i'm bleeding on the ground unable to move trying to convince everyone that it's not a big deal and that we shouldn't call anyone (laughs) and she very rightfully so without panicking me and without worrying me just said oh i'm sure you're fine i'm sure it's not a big deal we just want to be extra careful and this is just standard procedure that you call 911 when there's an accident and so she was so good because she just made me feel so okay and she didn't panic me but she also was not listening to my bs yeah. And Didn't I, she called 911. She called 911. And the um so I think there's like some accident response team. Mm-hmm. And I think that they were the first people there. Eric showed up and the funniest part is is then I just became obsessed with my AirPods. I didn't want to lose them because I knew how hard they were. They're were sold out everywhere and I had been trying to buy some for Eric for Christmas. And so I just became so obsessed with like, wait, but where are my AirPods? Because I had asked her to take them out and I didn't know where they were. So so they're trying to ask me like what day of the week it is and they're trying to make sure I don't have brain damage and I'm like where are my airpods and they're like maybe she does have brain damage <laughs> you ran back home to take care of the kids to and make just to get tell the babysitter like what's yeah. going on yeah exactly so he ran back home and Andy the girl who had pulled over she had like a four-month-old baby with her that she was just holding and she got a jacket out of her car and she just came over and she held my hand and she also was comforting the driver who was also in shock and needed comforting just as much as I did. And again, I just want to share this because we can just make such a big difference in people's lives. And she had the confidence and the certainty and the love. She had a tiny baby with her. She could have easily said, I can't pull over because I have a baby with me and I need to get the baby home. You know, like, but she just pulled over and, and she was so needed. And I'm just so grateful to her. And I'm so grateful. She reminded me of one of my childhood best friends named Alexis, who just, she just gave birth to her twins, number five and number six, <laughs> Alexis. And it was just having this woman there, and she's young. I'm sure she's younger than me. Having this woman there who reminded me of somebody that I instantly felt comfortable with, who just took care of the situation and Eric had to run and take care of the kids and she she didn't leave. She didn't leave. She wasn't like, I called 911, I did my duty, it's time to go. She stayed and she held my hand and she got her jacket out of her car. It's just so easy to think the world is so bad and scary and there's so many bad people saying bad things and it's so hateful and 
To have so many strangers and, and friends and loved ones help me so much in the last few weeks. The world doesn't seem bad and scary, it just seems so good. So the first responders or whoever came and they started asking me questions and they kind of got me to sit up, but I didn't really feel like I could walk. So then the paramedics came and I'm just sobbing. No, 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 no. This is ridiculous. No, 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 no. I will not get in the ambulance. I am fine. Just give me a minute here. The paramedics were so nice <laughs> and so sweet. My problem is that I feel like I have to make everybody feel comfortable and not inconvenience everyone. And some other person had pulled over and I was feeling like I needed to like entertain him and make jokes and it's just very telling of all of my deep-seated psychological problems that I'm sharing with you guys, right? That I owe everyone to make them feel comfortable all the time. And I just had to be like, I, I don't know, like even after being hit by a car, I was still feeling so guilty for inconveniencing everyone. And not because of the money. People are like, oh, you didn't want the ambulance because of the money. I'm like, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me an ambulance would be expensive. Like, it's just, I don't like inconveniencing people. And I just felt like I was inconveniencing everyone and just being so dramatic and, you know, whatever crazy thoughts I have. I'm happy to inconvenience people when I'm paying them. I don't know why. <laughs> it's not like I have a hard time demanding things of people. I just don't like when I'm not in control. So the paramedics helped me over to the ambulance and they just said, hey, we're just going to check you out in the ambulance. You don't have, we won't give you a ride. So I was like, okay. They're just luring you. They in. literally were luring me in. So they lure me in and they're testing everything. Of course, I think they're jabbing me and they're like, we're barely touching you. And I thought, why are they pushing so hard? It hurts. And they're like, we barely touched you. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, so I think when I got in the ambulance and I sat down, I think that's when the shock and the adrenaline wore off. Because it had probably been 10 minutes at that point, 10 or 15 probably minutes. 15, 20, I think. Yeah. By the time I was in the ambulance talking to the paramedics, they're asking me questions, they're testing, they're worried about internal bleeding, my spine, or whatever they're worried about, you know? And I'm still worried about my AirPods and my meeting that I'm now at this point telling Eric to let my assistant McKenna know that I might need to push the meeting back <laughs> or cancel. So the paramedics start checking me out and then I just remember all of the pain, all of the pain, all at once coming in. And I thought I was gonna throw up and I just remember thinking, if this is how it's gonna feel, I want to die. Uh, because that's how bad it felt. And then I passed out. <laughs> I tend to pass out in certain situations. And so Eric's like, hey, she's gonna pass out. She's gonna pass out. And I just remember them talking to me. And I remember everybody sounding like they're in a tunnel. And, and then I passed out. I dreamed like so heavy. And the best thing about passing out is, what did the, the paramedic said? It's like a reset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, resets all your systems, I guess. Yeah, if you've passed out like that, it, it feels right before you pass out, it's the worst, most, well, especially in this situation. Yeah. It was the worst, most horrific pain. And I've just never felt anything like that in childbirth and in anything. You know, it just all sunk in at once. Then I passed out and then I reset and I came to and they laid me down and they gave me oxygen and they said, we're just gonna go ahead and give you a ride. <laughs> so they didn't turn on the sirens or anything like that, but Eric drove in the car. Reagan was the paramedic and he was so sweet. He was also kind of hot. I'm just gonna say it. He looks like Eric. Like he just... <laughs> 
<laughs> Reagan, if you hear this, you're a babe. So he's just this nice, hot babe paramedic. And there was another paramedic who was very nice, but Reagan was the one sitting back by me. He just was so nice. And they just talk to you and they're just so calming. It's just such an honor to get to be with people who are doing such noble work. I was a little bummed that I didn't have my phone because it kind of would have been fun to like take a picture, but yeah, I was not well enough. I couldn't move my arms. <laughs> like It wasn't an option. Yeah, it wasn't an option. I was like, this is such good content. Ugh, I'm going to throw up, you know, like... <laughs> So Reagan was so sweet and he was like, yeah, I busted, you know, this rib and this shoulder. He'd had all these injuries. They were just so kind. And I was so relieved that they just forced me to ride in the ambulance because I could not imagine trying to physically get into my car to drive to the hospital. I didn't realize, but of course at this point, I just have blood all over my face because it was just dried blood all over my face because again, the wound had been pouring over my face. Yeah, you're, when I, you look like Braveheart, just oh. face painted. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty intense. You had a really, really tall goosebump. It was the biggest yeah, I've my, ever seen. Yeah, my face looked misshapen. Yeah, it was Be- crazy. Like E.T. head kind of. Yeah. Because, it, yeah. So I'm looking cute and apologizing to every single person who's helping me the entire time, apologizing so much because I can't handle everybody helping me. As we pulled up to the hospital, to the ER, and I put this in an Instagram post and I'm so glad I did because I don't want to forget it and it's just hard to remember all the details. But I talked to Reagan and I said something like, I just hate everybody helping me. I just, it's so, I just hate inconveniencing everyone. And he kept saying, and everybody kept saying, this is our job. This is our job. But I still felt like I'm not dead. I'm not so hurt. I'm not talking. So I'm not hurt enough that I should be inconveniencing people. And that's kind of a theme of my life. It's like, I'm not enough of whatever that it warrants whatever action. He said to me, accepting help is a talent. Those, those are like the final parting words I remember. Eric says he came into the ER and was around for a bit. I don't remember any of that, but th- those are like my final parting words of Reagan. And he actually direct messaged me on Instagram because I quoted him on Instagram and he was like, oh, I'm so glad to hear you're doing well, you know. But I just, it's so great because I love this, like this Greek tragedy chorus member saying these smart, wise words, you know, it's just perfect. You know what else is perfect? This music. That's right. This music is brought to you by Pleasant Pictures Music Club. We are a custom music house and a library. Our passion is pairing our music with rad projects to make impactful pieces. We believe that authentic work grabs attention and creates connection. We are super proud of our music and love teaming up with the best creators to make incredible projects. Oh, so you're saying I'm one of the best creators? You're an incredible creator and super proud to have our music on your projects. Oh, thank you. I told Eric I wanted to have some music on this because I just felt like it would really drive home the thoughtfulness of the wise words. Yeah, very wise words. The songs so far have been from the Piano Magic playlist. If you go to pleasantpictures.club, you'll see a bunch of playlists of music that you can license. It's a subscription base, you pay an annual fee, and you can have access to all these songs to use in your projects. So if you are a content creator, a vlogger, a YouTuber, somebody who owns a business and is putting media out that you need music for, Pleasant Pictures Music Club, I mean, I highly recommend them because I use them exclusively and soon we will have a social media package which will be a limited package but specifically for usage on social media so if you you know you're posting a lot of content on instagram youtube facebook and you just need tunes we're going to have a a smaller package a cheaper one than the full price but it's going to be pretty sick i 
really enjoy interrupting this and doing an ad. I feel like a 1950s like radio host and it is literally one of the most fun things that has ever happened. And P.S. by the way, I'm blaming the music 100%. I am back here as present day Allison sobbing like a friggin' baby listening to myself. <laughs> so check it out. There's funk, there's hip hop, all, all the things you need. Should we get back to it? Let's get back to my dramatic tale. And so then they take you into the ER, and let me tell you about the ER, is it really feels like a one-night stand. They treat you real special until they're done with you, and then they're done with you. But you go in there, you're a big deal. They, you know, the one, two, three, transfer me to the on the other board. And at this point, I'm just so overwhelmed. I just don't even know what's happening. And then they freaking cut off your clothes. And I just remember seeing them cut my favorite. It's from Athleta, and Athleta actually, somebody on Instagram so sweet reached out to Athleta and told them about my accident and they offered to send me a gift card. I mean, I can't even feel bad for myself. <laughs> I can't I literally cannot feel bad for myself because of how nice everybody is. Yeah. Like, I just don't feel bad for myself. Like, it's hard and it sucks in a lot of ways, but sometimes when the drugs are just right and the pain isn't setting in like it is right now because sitting in this chair is freaking hurting like a mother, just FYI, I think being hit by a car was great, you know? I don't really believe that, but sometimes it's not the worst. So they wheel me into the ER, they cut off all my clothes, and the hardest part about the ER was I had to lay flat on a board. So I'm laying on the broken ribs for a scan. I just remember just crying. It, they're like, does it hurt? And I'm just like, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, you know, just crying. They gave me an IV and they do the whole thing. And then the other thing that really hurt that I screamed swear words really loud is they give you, was it a shot to numb? Yeah. They say, they just, they don't call it a shot. Mm -mm. They lie to you. They're, they're so smart. They just say we're going to numb you up. We're going to numb you up. So I'm thinking they're going to put like a cream on to, to stitch up my head wound. Um, they gave me a shot and I just screamed. They give you multiple shots. I screamed swear words loudly, yeah. but they were really nice about it. And <laughs> I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to be as pleasant and nice and normal as I can while in shock and trauma. And I just am trying to like forgive myself if I wasn't gracious enough. Like I, again, massive problems. But yeah, they give me some drugs for the pain through the IV. They stitch me up and then, and then they just kind of leave. And, and that's the funniest part is they're like, you have some broken ribs. And I'm like, okay. And, and, a, bro and a broken vertebrae. And a broken vertebrae. And I'm like, I didn't know I had ribs there. Do I need surgery? You know? And they're like, yeah, you just take it easy for six weeks. Come back in five days for the stitches. And then they leave. Well, no, they said set up an appointment with your doctor. But for, for sensationalist purposes, yes, it was very it abrupt. It feels... This is why I'm saying it's like I felt like very like I was the special queen at the prom. Well, there was like 15 when she arrived. Yes. There's like 15 people in there. And then literally. And then when you're done, it's just gone. like me and you. <laughs> and I'm like, uh. So then I immediately start thinking, oh, I'm I didn't need to come into the ER. I'm I do you, you know what I mean? I'm I'm so worried that I was being too dramatic. I'm like, but anyway, the ER is for dealing with the trauma and I wasn't bleeding out of my eyes and I wasn't dying and they didn't have to take me into surgery so they move on to the next person. Mm -hmm. But then 
people are trying to ask me like, well, what did the doctors say? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I have broken ribs. And that's the thing about broken ribs is it's not like they did, they did a phenomenal, the ER doctors are phenomenal. They did their job phenomenally. It's just, that's their job. Mm-hmm. And, but then I'm sitting there like, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> and you've never broken anything before. No. I like specific instructions. Yeah. And there's, that's not the point yeah. of breaking ribs and being in the ER for specific instructions. You go to your doctor. So, mm-hmm. but it's also tricky because it's five days before Christmas. Uh, they got me some loner clothes, which again, it's just really, really, really humbling. It's just really humbling to accept clothing. Mm-hmm. I've just had to do so many things that are so humbling that it's just so good for me to be so humbled. <laughs> <laughs> And I I couldn't get dressed. I couldn't get the clothes on. I, I couldn't lift my arm at all at that point. Yeah. It hurt so bad. Then we got a prescription and, and we got out of there. Then I just had to go home, you know? Yeah. We had to go make a mound of pillows and yeah. try to make it, make it so you're comfortable. My mom bought a plane ticket to come help me. She didn't tell me because I would have told her that I was fine and she didn't need to. And so she didn't ask. She just did it. She's smart. Because she's smart. And that's how you help. You don't ask. You just do. That's how you help. People want to know how you help. You don't ask. You just do. You don't say, can I bring this? Can I bring this? Can I bring this? You say, I'm going to bring this. Which day works. Or just bring it. Don't even or you say just it. bring it. And, and I don't say that to point out that people helped me wrong. No, 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 no. So many people, everybody's helping correctly. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying when you're in that mental place and you can't think clearly, uh, it's nice when people make decisions for you. Yeah, it's hard to take into account days or scheduling anything or realizing what you do or don't have in your kitchen. Yeah. So to have someone just step in and be assertive, is that was a huge blessing. And so my mom just, she just stepped in. And my in-laws just stepped in. They just took my kids. My friends just stepped in. People who I don't personally know just stepped in and sent me flowers, ice cream, and blankets. Mm-hmm. Neighbors. I uh, The hardest, so this has been the hardest part, and I'm losing steam and stamina here. The hardest part has been accepting help and canceling. It wasn't until about two weeks after, so about a week ago, that I realized that I wasn't just going to be able to push through healing faster. So I had to cancel a keynote. I had to cancel... A bunch of branding meetings. A bunch of really important to me and important to the client branding meetings. I'm launching the I'm Doing Awesome bundle, but I had a lot more planned. And it's very frustrating to know that I could be reaching more people and helping more people and selling more, making a bigger impact. But I physically can't do it right this minute. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for it to not feel dire and desperate because it's timely. The year of awesome part especially is timely. It's just such a practice in being present and having faith. Also just practicing what I preach. I've just been thinking a lot about being strong and how right now being strong for me looks really weak to the old Allison. (laughs) Being strong for me meant accepting meals from my neighbors when I just don't want to. Being strong for me looks like canceling and disappointing people, which I don't like to disappoint anyone. Being strong for me looks like saying no and resting and being in bed a lot of the day with my heating pad. I was playing Candy Crush. 
they have different messages every time you log in. I really am very interested because again, I'm into branding and advertising and messaging and I think Candy Crush is very smart. They're very smart and I'm very interested in their gaming uh, strategies and the messaging that they do and I always pay very close attention and they change the messages when you log in all the time and I and I love them and they're, they're so deeply psychological and I just respect the freaking crap out of it. And I logged in one night, the little message was stronger move by move. And I started crying, Candy Crush, because that's my goal. I'm just going to be stronger move by move. So I just really want to quickly talk about all the good things about being hit by a car. Um, I'm alive. That's really good. And my kids love it. <laughs> People are like, are your kids so sick of mom being sick? And I'm like, no, they're <laughs> stoked because I don't hold still. So they get to hang out with you. Yeah, they get to hang out with me and they know where to find me. They, the kids, they, they just want to know where to find you all the time, man. You know, mm -hmm. Fiona loves it. She loves it. She loves coming in bed and cuddling with me. I have a really hard time just being and just being at home. I work, I do projects, I take the kids places. Before today, I hadn't left the house in almost four days, which isn't great for me psychologically. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm, I'm trying to get out of the house a little small outings. Yeah. It's taught me how to be at home a lot better. Yeah, totally. I'm learning how to be at home and I'm also learning how to chat. I don't like chatting typically. I don't see value in it. Yeah. And one of the things that I was creating as one of my New Year's resolutions, goals, alignment, whatever you want to call it, was I had this realization that I am very good about not having a scarcity mentality with money. Mm -hmm. It's something I've really worked on. We have episode... 16. We have episode 16 about shifting your mindset around money. It's something I've worked really hard on. And I had this realization that I have a scarcity mentality with time. I hold on to my time so tightly and I schedule my time so tightly. And so one of my goals for 2018 was to let time flow, not hold on so tight and not treat it so scarce. I'm not going to say careful what you wish for. I'm going to say you get exactly <laughs> what you wish for. You get exactly what you need. Yep. And this is just teaching me how to treat my time differently and treat productivity differently and see strength differently. I've been thinking about my friends who have undergone surgeries. I have a, a dear friend who I love so much who has chronic pain and she just lives with her chronic pain all the time. Mm -hmm. And the really wonderful thing about getting hit by a car is people feel really bad and so they're really helpful. Mm -hmm. I don't mean that like people feel guilty, but it's a very dramatic, I got hit by a car, I couldn't do anything to stop it. People I feel like really are sympathetic. And then I think about people who break ribs, tripping on tables and falling down a small flight of stairs or slipping on an icy sidewalk. Something not as sexy as a car. It's not as sexy as being hit by a car, but they're in just as much pain as me and need just as much help. I'm just so grateful that I'm going to be so much more empathetic. I feel like I'm going to be better able to serve people. I'm going to be more patient with people. I really am really grateful I got hit by a car. I mean, I really am. But it's also really hard because it hurts. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just have so many things I want to do. But at the end of the day, the goal of the podcast and the goal of the Allison show, the goal of the gratitude practices, the goal of the year of awesome, the goal of my branding workshops, the goal of my dance parties when I did them, the goal of 
every single thing I do is to share light and to help people feel as awesome as they are. As I gain a deeper understanding of how to do that for myself, I'm a better teacher. Mm -hmm. So I'm just so stoked. (laughs) (laughs) I get to learn so much. It's hard to want to do the things that help you when you need them the most. Yeah. Even though I know I should be doing my gratitude practices every day right now, it's hard to, stupid Alice, and I don't want to listen to her, you know? (laughs) But because we needed to do some edits on them, it was... A miracle. There's just so many mir- there's just so many miracles. And so I guess the whole point of this podcast is there's the story. Uh, I have an MRI on Friday. Mm-hmm. I'll know more about the tissue and the damage. I've canceled everything for January. You still have three weeks of healing. I, yeah, they say it takes six weeks. I don't know if there's tissue or other damage yet. We'll know more. I, I can't lay on my back for the MRI because of the pain, but on Friday I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Yeah. So that's why we didn't do it sooner. I've canceled everything for January. I'm tentatively scheduling a few things for February. I also <laughs> I have a full-time employee now. Her name is Nichelle, like Michelle with an N. She's amazing. She just comes and meets with me in my bed with my other amazing executive assistant, McKenna. Today, I canceled all the meetings because yesterday they wore me out too much. Even yeah. just, And I got really, really depressed after three hours of meetings in my bed wore me out. And I was mad that I had let the meetings wear me out because then I didn't have anything left for my kids. I'm just learning. Can I make an observation? Make all the observations you want. Uh, I feel like, I hope this isn't hard to listen to because I'm so shaky, you know? No, it's great. It's good. It seems to me in my own life and in watching you do this, that the, like when you start on the journey of self-improvement or you just want to go to the next level or whatever you want to call it, but whenever there's improvement or intentional improvement, things get better and harder like things yeah. just get more real every step yeah. that you go and it's there's more rewards and there's more lessons yeah I don't want to talk about this so I'm gonna share but I don't want anyone to reach out to me about it a few days after being hit by the car I was hit with something emotionally really hard that uh, somebody did something that really hurt and I can say this because I was hit by a car the emotional pain hurt as much as being hit by a car again. It's just as real as being hit by a car. Whatever, if somebody has said something that has hurt you or done something to hurt you and it's not physical, I just I just wanna validate it's the same type of hit. It's the same type of hurt and it's just as real. And I just remember praying, God, I can't. I had a really good attitude about being hit by a car. How can this be happening? I didn't think I was strong enough to take two hits back to back like that right before Christmas. It's pretty cool to know you're stronger than you think you are. Yeah, I think everyone is. And I think like Eric was just saying, when you're trying to level up, we're not trying to scare you. No, it's wonderful. (laughs) It's, it is, it's wonderful. Cause listen to all of the amazing good things that have happened from me being hit by a car and you're, take, you're a better person. I can, it's visible. To I, me. Oh, thank you. I, I mean, I, I freaking hope so. I want to be a better person. I wrote about this a little bit, I think in my newsletter or somewhere, but when I took those two hits like that back to back, I thought like I always like to do, well, I, I got to quit now. I, I can't take it. I quit. I'm going to hide. And then I just clear as day, the thought came to me, Even if I was just quote unquote hiding, which let's say that means not being public 
you can hide, but you're still going to get hit. You can scale back. Like even if I stopped doing the podcast and stopped teaching and stopped doing anything public, I would still interact with people in my neighborhood or my church or, you know, I'd still interact with a social circle and it might not be as public and as big, which can feel harder sometimes. But if your world is the 30 people in your neighborhood, if something goes haywire in that 30 person world, it feels just as big, even if it's on a big public platform. Mm. Does that make sense? And so I just was like, the option is hide or try. Like those are our only options in life. I think sometimes I think I'm trying and I don't think I'm hiding, but something happens and it uncovers a part of you and you're like, oh, maybe I was kind of hiding and I could try more in that area. That's what this has taught me is hide all you want. Life will still happen. Life still happens. (laughs) And so I'm just, I'm so grateful and proud that I'm doing what I love. Mm -hmm. It's really hard, but who cares? It doesn't have to be that hard. I've had two, two mantras and we're wrapping up. These are my two mantras. Trust the timing of your life. Trust the timing of your life. And I found this little screensaver and I have it on my phone and I'll link to it in the show notes. And every time I open my phone, it's trust the timing of your life. Because I, again, I'm so worried about time. I'm running out of time. I'm wasting time. It's not healing fast enough. And I just, I can fight it or I can accept it. And I'm working to accept. And the other mantra has been, it doesn't have to be that hard. And so I tell myself as I'm fighting and struggling with the fact that I just need to relax in my bed. I don't want to take the painkillers because I don't like the way they make me feel and I can't think clearly. But if I don't take any painkillers, then the pain makes me not think clearly. And I'm just saying whether it's homeopathic drugs, whatever, accepting help, whatever, it doesn't have to be that hard. I can make relaxing in bed really hard or I can relax in bed. And so these are, those are the two things. Um, trust the timing of your life. There's no such thing as timelines. Somebody direct messaged me that. They're like, there's no such thing as, thing as timelines. And I was like, you're a genius. There's only now. There's only now. And it doesn't have to be that hard. People are going to hurt your feelings. People are going to hit you with their car. The more resistance you put up, the harder it is. Yep. And I'm not saying we should throw ourselves in harm's way. I'm just saying... You might as well get hit doing something you love. I don't regret it. I'm grateful. And I'm so I'm so lucky to... Today we were walking in a parking lot and I just felt the wind and the air and it's a cold day. And I just thought, it's just... I haven't been outside in three or four days and I just thought it's so beautiful just to breathe, you know? And that's just perspective you only get when really hard things happen. So I want to thank you so much. The outpouring of love has been insane. Truly, truly overwhelming, humbling, beautiful. I don't feel worthy of it, but I'm not gonna let that keep me from accepting it and being grateful for it and trying to be worthy of it. Direct messages, emails, notes, comments, so much love, so much love. I ask myself, what do you wanna focus on today? Do you wanna focus on the one hard hit or the 1,000, you know, pieces of love? 
And sometimes it's okay to focus on the one hard hit, you know, and to acknowledge it and to feel sad about it. But I really try whenever I can to go back to focusing on the things I'm grateful for. All right, it's present day Allison back again. And it definitely was hard hearing three week post accident Allison. But like I said before, I'm so grateful that I recorded it because the lessons and the way that I'm internalizing things now is different. And I think the main thing is I did not understand, especially three weeks post accident, I did not understand the longevity of this accident and that it is going to affect me physically quite a while longer. And that's why we're going to do a part two. And so we'll keep you posted on part two. I have so many more things that I want to share and so many more insights that I feel so grateful to have. So I want to thank you guys for your love and your support for listening to the podcast. I want to thank you for letting us talk about Pleasant Pictures Music Club. I hope you enjoyed. I loved having the music on this episode. And I think we're going to do a lot more music this year with Pleasant Pictures Music Club. So I hope you guys like that. And I also want to thank you for letting me talk to you about my Build an Awesome Brand Workshop. Because as you know, we don't take sponsors for the podcast right now. And so we sponsor it ourselves with the products that we do have for sale, even though we try to offer a ton of free product like the podcast. So if you are a business owner or a person with a dream, an entrepreneur with heart, and you would like more clarity, more passion, and just a way to find that motivation again to connect to your business, or maybe you're so motivated you can't focus, the Build an Awesome Brand Workshop, regardless of where you're at, regardless if you're freaking racking in the dough or you haven't made a profit yet, it is going to be an awesome experience for you. So I would appreciate it so much if you check that out, if you're interested, at allisonsbrandschool.com. And it's always Allison with one L. We usually read a review, but this is a really long episode. And so we'll get back to business as usual in episode 41. I want to thank you for sharing about the podcast, for caring. And yeah, we took a break and I'm glad we took a break, but honestly, the fact that so many people reached out and asked, when is it starting up again? And that people were re-listening to episodes and sharing episodes and talking about it on Instagram. It just means the world to us. And we want to thank you so much. And I want to remind you, only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. All right, Eric, what are you taking us out on? This song is called You Take Me. It's by uh, myself, Kat, you know, my new Shack band, and then with Stu. I love everything you do with Stu because Stu brings the funk. Yeah, he brings the funk. He's I my love it. He's my fellow uh, business owner for the Pleasant Pictures Music Club, so check it out. This is You Take Me.
Kiss me.